0: Welcome to the ERMI Podcast. This is Joel Eppbaum, Chief Content Officer at ERMI. And for over 40 years, ERMI has been an industry leader in educating and informing construction risk insurance professionals like yourself. We are excited to bring you this snap talk from the ERMI Construction Risk Conference, entitled, Ensuring Mass Timber, a look across the lines by Cherie Haynes, Senior SDI Construction Risk Engineer at AXA-XL. Cherie will outline the challenges involved when insuring mass timber projects and identify concerns that need to be addressed to help insurers get more comfortable with the risks. We hope you enjoy.
1: Hi, everyone. My name is Cherie Haynes. I'm a Senior Construction Risk Engineer in the SDI group at AXA XL. Like all of our Risk engineers, my background is in commercial construction, but before that, I worked in wood frame construction. So when mass timber came along, I started doing a lot of research. And since then, I've talked to folks all across the insurance, manufacturing, construction worlds about the subject. I've heard many questions and done a ton of research, and I hope to boil down some of the main themes that come up over and over again for you today. These things are questions you should be prepared to answer if you want to ensure a mass timber project. And the consideration of these questions should also put you in a better and more secure position to build a mass timber structure. There are many forces contributing to the popularity of mass timber at this time. There's potential costs and schedule savings. Sustainability is huge and support for local industries are just a few. The structures are beautiful, and there's a reasonable expectation that they will not only continue to be designed, but that they will also continue to command higher returns once built. Studies support that occupants prefer and perform better in buildings where they feel connected to nature, which would provide. There are also changes to the 2021 IBC coming, which create a specific construction type for mass timber. All of these factors add up to a real movement. In 2019, there were over 4 million square feet of mass timber put in place, and the current expectation is that this will be doubling each year for the foreseeable future. Based on that, it seems like a great time to understand some of what insurers are concerned about when they think about insuring a mass timber structure and get prepared to answer the questions they're going to have. To that end, we'll look at some common concerns for builder's risk, FDI, primary and excess casualty, and professional environmental. Many of the concerns overlap, so we'll also come up with a consolidated list of areas to focus on preparing those strategies around in order to show that you've made the right considerations around building and ensuring your mass timber structure. So we'll start with builder's risk. Builder's risk is concerned with what might happen over the course of construction, of course. And when talking about any type of wood construction, fire risks are the first things brought up, very consistently. Be prepared with your specific plan for that. Have a hot works management plan that includes defined expectations and processes and the behaviors that support it with considerations that are specific to mass timber. Be able to clearly communicate the site practices that will reduce the fire risks on your project and be able to express your plan if there is a fire. Show that you're prepared. Know if your materials are treated with um, a fire-resistant coating and be able to elaborate on what that is, if so. The second most common concern is water management. Wood likes water, and water can lead potentially to delamination, shrinkage, swelling, warping, etc. Though these issues are minimized through specific technologies in mass timber manufacturing, they remain nonetheless. Primary concerns include environmental water, that's rain, humidity, etc., acclimatization of the materials, and building systems water. So be able to say what the plan is when there's a water event. How is the flag going to get raised if there's rain or a leak, and how will the water be removed? How will you prevent it from migrating through the building? Are there special details or techniques that you can use to prevent this, like caulking and taping the spline boards or using temporary flashings? Are there specific construction sequences you're going to be using, or um, techniques that are going to assist in the management of water during construction, like sequencing the building envelope to closely follow the structure as it goes up. Be able to relate those. And something else to consider with regards to water is that any technology that you may be planning to use, and just knowing the technology that's available for you out there. There are techs that uh, allow you to monitor water flow, environmental conditions, even technologies that'll shut off a valve for you if needed. Be able to speak to those. Builder's risk is also concerned with the protection of your materials. So be ready to talk about your plans for material storage, protection, and handling. This includes being able to relate where the material is coming from and how it will get to site, and talking about how the logistics and authorities having jurisdiction have been considered. Once the material gets to the site, be able to say how you will check it in, how you'll unload it and store it and sequence it, and how it will be protected during storage. Another concern is the experience and qualifications of the manufacturer. So be able to talk to who is manufacturing materials and what their experience is, what code they're following. There are clear codes for the manufacturer of mass timber, and you should be fluent in what they are. Also know your options for rehabilitation of a damaged panel, both before and after installation. So know the time implications if a panel is damaged before you install it. Will you be able to plug in another panel while you wait for a new one because they're, you know, kind of all the same and one will fit where another was supposed to be? Or are they all really customized and only have one place to fit? Um, is it? going to be truly disruptive if one panel gets damaged, and how hard is it going to be to get a manufacturing slot if you need another one manufactured. You also should know if a panel is damaged after installation what the solutions that exist are, and they range from sanding to replacement with tons of um, options in between. Sounds really scary to think about damage to a panel that's already installed, but once you know the options, it becomes less so, so definitely be able to communicate that. And one more that you can't do as much about, but you can plan for and be ready to talk about is the CAT exposures. What are the risks in the region over the course of the construction schedule, and how is mass timber expected to react to those events, and what are your plans related to? Next we'll talk about SDI. SDI is concerned with the effect of any issues on your subcontractor's ability to be successful. First priority is to be able to discuss the experience of concerned parties, that's manufacturers, designers, consultants, subcontractors, et cetera, everyone. All need to be thoroughly vetted and all working together because with a specialized material like mass timber, any hiccup can have outsized ripple effects that can strongly affect sub success. Second, you need to talk about what are your plans for construction and quality management, especially if the scope is new to you. How are you gonna manage the process and quality of the construction? What consultants will you be utilizing and to what extent? Are they gonna be on site or is it gonna be a own consultation type of situation? This is especially important because you don't know what you don't know and it may be very worthwhile to bring in someone who does. Something else to consider is schedule risk. If you're using a sub to install, what will a schedule delay do to them? Will they be able to be there once the issues are worked out? The primary schedule risk in mass timber is incomplete design or design changes. And the anticipated schedule time savings expectations can also prove to be a risk. There's a lot of talk about time savings with mass timber, but there are factors to consider. There's the repetitiveness and simplicity of the structure. The size of a building is small, the percent of time savings may not hold. A project doesn't have a lot of typical floors, it presents a greater challenge. There are specialized or boutique details, there'll be less time savings. And definitely if it's your first time building a mass timber structure, there will be a learning curve. And all of that takes time. All of this may lead to the schedule being changed from the initial plan, and any schedule changes put subs into a different position than that that you planned on when you assessed their ability to do the job, and that can affect their ability to perform. And for those same reasons, you need to be able to talk about supply chain risks, which are a big concern. Supply issues can challenge subs' ability to complete the work in a number of ways, both initially and over the course of the project. What will it take to get the materials produced into to the site? How will you monitor and communicate with the parties who are responsible? What's the plan for the materials once they get to site? Check-in, protection, sequencing, and handling to ensure that the materials are ready to go when they're needed. Next, let's talk about primary and excess casualties. Like builders' risk, primary and excess is concerned with construction defects and uh, potential for quality management issues, but safety is also a concern. There are safety benefits to mass timber. The sequencing of the following trades can be positively effective, and it, it enables extensive prefabrication of following trades, which is positive from a safety perspective. And we intuitively feel like, you know, fewer moving parts in a simple install and fewer people needed to place the material should mean better safety. But there's also a lot of crane work with new scope and methods, and new means more safety risks. So how do you plan to manage that? you have a solid safety plan that's not generic that addresses this new material and its installation specifically and your strategies for keeping everyone safe? You should have. You also want to have your materials receiving inspection, verification, and storage thoroughly worked out. In addition to the questions answered for builders' risk about how you'll receive and store the materials, be able to identify a solid approach to both the handling and the logistics of dealing with the large panels. And subcontractor expertise is just as important here as it is for SCI and builders' risk. Expertise is going to matter for both the quality and the safety of the project. There's a tremendous amount of technological expertise also needed for building a mass timber building. And expertise around sequencing, scheduling technology, BIM technology, all matter. Planning and logistics are of the height of... uh, utmost heightened importance with these projects. It's hard to overstate that, and you need to demonstrate that you have the right expertise and experience to manage this intent effort, especially around BIM. These buildings have to be fully detailed in the digital world before they're even manufactured, much less built. And a dedicated team focused on mass timber would be a best practice that would be great to be able to communicate. And finally, let's talk about professional environmental lines where we see somewhat more amorphous concerns around life cycle concerns. You know, what are the buildings going to be able to deliver the promises that they're making with regards to carbon sequestration? And is there some kind of an exposure there? Are there um, impacts that we're going to see around fire damage that result from a negligent act, an error or omission in professional services? As discussed above, questions arise as to whether burned mass timber can be repaired or if the entire structure will be compromised. And being fluent enough in the possibilities to answer these questions will matter quite a lot. There are also concerns about structural capabilities that are not tested in the field. And what I mean by that is that we've seen research and bench studies in a few buildings, but modern mass timber technology is still so new that their structural strength and lifespan are considered somewhat unknown at this time. Insurers want to know that these buildings, um, whether these buildings are going to have more issues over the time, and if we're going to see claims during the statute of repose, and what those claims might be for, and also what the life expectancy of the buildings is overall. While there are examples of 100-plus-year-old mass timber structures, they don't use the exact technology in use today, and that's where these concerns come from, Um, especially if you're talking about a very tall timber structure. There are no very tall mass timber structures out there that are old enough to really study, and this is concerning. So you should be ready to discuss or bring in support to discuss the engineering standards used and address those specific concerns. The things that we know about wood and its performance are not new. So there is science and engineering um, that support the structures, but the message around mass timber needs reinforcement, and you should be prepared to give it. Transportation also matters in a slightly different way, though the transportation of the materials is typically outsourced. Builders may also need to consider having their own policy for transportation risks to adequately cover the values. Also, you need to ensure design sufficiency for the ability of the materials and the packaging to withstand transport forces. The manufacturer should be ready and able to discuss that with you. And then there are some ownership concerns. There's a question of who owns the product at any given time in the factory or in transport, and ultimately who's responsible for the damages that occur in each stage. What are you able to come up with to define that? So as you can see, there's a lot of overlap between the lines, so I'll try to consolidate. If you want to ensure a mass timber structure, the things you need to be prepared to explain your approach around are supply chain manufacturing, transportation and materials management, quality management, including the um, use of any consultants, any scope, specific details, any kind of water management techniques that you're going to be using. You need to be able to talk about safety, including logistics, cranes and hot works management, Rehabilitation after damage to a panel, and this is a big one. You need to know your options before and after installation and be able to speak to that. Cat exposures, you need to be able to speak to these risks and how you think the buildings are going to perform and what you're doing to minimize those risks. The prequalification of all the parties involved. Your construction management plan. Your schedule risks. And finally, life cycle concerns, an awareness of what promises you're making and how you intend to ensure they're made good. Coming up with these answers in advance is a very worthwhile effort because if you can readily discuss your approach to these questions, you'll be a long way down the road towards not only ensuring but successfully building a mass timber structure.
0: Thank you for listening. Be sure to subscribe to Army Podcast in your podcast app for more talks like this and be notified when new episodes are released.